Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, should we all just calm down a bit about baseball's cheating scandal with the Houston Astros? And Jameis Winston, he takes a lot of heat for his interceptions, but one former GM says there's more. The Bucks have also been among the leaders in delay of game penalties. Come on now, let's not pile on a guy. I know a guy who thinks Jameis is the best option for the Bucks in 2020. We'll talk to Tom Jones, my former radio partner and longtime columnist with the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, folks, if you uh, haven't been to Tampa Bay Downs, you've probably heard of it. What's holding you back? I mean, Tampa Bay Downs has been one of the top entertainment landmarks in Tampa since 1926, in addition to thoroughbred racing, of course, they also have the Silks Poker Room. You can work on your golf swing at the Downs Practice Facility. And, of course, there's live thoroughbred racing every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Gates open at 11. Post time is 12.25. Okay, Mike Henry joins us now from Tampa Bay Downs. Mike, always exciting racing out there. Wednesday was no exception. Tell us what happened in uh, race number nine. Well, today's last race was uh, quite interesting. It was a turf race for maidens. Uh, obviously meaning horses that have never won before. And the winner was a five-year-old horse named G. Friday. Now, this is the first horse that, uh, uh, the first winner that the breeder and trainer, Thomas Foley, has ever bred. He's won a number of races as a trainer. G. Friday is owned by his mother, Constance Foley. But the trainer and the breeder, Tom Foley, his dad is the great uh, defensive back for the undefeated Dolphins in 1972, Tim Foley. So it's quite a connection there. Absolutely, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, of course, the only undefeated uh, team in NFL history. So you've got some exciting uh, races, of course, this weekend, a turf sprint showcase. Tell us about that. We've got two real nice $100,000 stakes races on the turf. Uh, the Phillies race is the Lightning City Stakes for older Phillies and mares, and that actually attracted 15 entries. Now, because of the configuration of the turf horse, the field is going to be limited to 12 horses, so a couple of the also eligibles will not get in the race. But the favorite will probably be a five-year-old mare named Jean Elizabeth, and not only has she won six races in a row, but they've all been stakes races. The uh, turf race for the males is the turf dash stakes, also at five furlongs, and a very nice field shaping up there with Extravagant Kid, who's a seven-year-old horse who has uh, won a stakes race here, as has a 10-year-old campaigner named Pay Any Price, and he won the turf dash two years ago. The thing that's interesting about these uh, five furlongs turf races, Rick, is that you would think that the horse that normally gets out of the gate and gets the lead early is going to be very hard to catch, but especially with the better horses, these races are jockeys' races, and it's a very strategic uh, effort by all the jockeys to save their horse's best run for the last roughly two to three furlongs, 
And that's why in a lot of these turf races that are only five furlongs, you often see come from behind horses actually win it at the last jump. But I'm not right. telling that... you what to do with your money. <laughs> well, it's not, it sounds exciting, and you're always you're always in it. Of course, there's always excitement at Tampa Bay Downs, something for everybody. They're the premier multi-entertainment destination, as you all know, on Florida's Gulf Coast. You can call Tampa Bay Downs at 813-855-4401 and check out their website at tampabaydowns.com for more information and their 2020 promotions. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Good to talk with you as always, Rick. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. And, Tommy, uh, I want to see where you fall on this because I'm, I will admittedly say that I am sort of waffling. I, I started with the Jeff Pass and baseball is burning, you know, <laughs> like it's all on fire. Let's, yeah. let's, it's, the sport is, is going away quickly. And now I'm kind of like, okay, everybody, just calm down a little bit. I mean, we'll, you know, it'll survive this too. And if nothing else, um, you know, the Astros are, uh, you know, are a villain, which which every sport needs. Um, so we can get into to Rob Manfred and all of that, but but just in general, I mean, what what do you make of? Uh, let's say start with the players' response to baseball's lack of accountability. I guess that they've put on their fellow players. Yeah, I, I knew the players would be mad. I didn't think they would be this mad. I mean, you Me and I either. talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and we said, "Wow, guys are going to be mad because you know maybe yeah. maybe some some you know contracts were toyed with, and guys who were who maybe sure. got beat up by the Astros uh, maybe didn't get a, a you know I don't know maybe their numbers went up and, and this and that." But I mean, when you start seeing guys like Mike Trout, who never says anything about anything, yeah. come out and complain like the way he did, Aaron Judge, who's usually a pretty mild mannered, quiet guy coming out saying the Astros should be stripped of their title. This really surprised me. And now, Rick, we got this whole thing of of retribution, like what's going to happen now? You know, and Manfred is trying to get out ahead of this. Thing. I'll tell you where this whole thing went sideways, in my opinion. Rick, is, is I think Major League Baseball wanted this thing not to go away, but they didn't want tr- uh, spring training to start without knowing what the punishment was going to be for the Astros. They didn't want this hanging over everybody's heads. And so they came. They had to come to a decision quickly on, okay, what happened? we got to figure out what happened, and, and we got to punish people right away. So they gave players – that's the whole point of giving players immunity. Like, they needed to find Get out. Get it over quickly. Get mm-hmm. it over quickly. And I think if, you, if they would have taken the time – because they, they seem to think that – well, we needed to give players immunity so they would tell us the whole story we, so we could get the whole story and then we could move forward. I think the mistake that they made, Rick, was giving the players immunity instead of investigating for a while on their own yes. and seeing what they came up with. And that way you could – because what happens now is what everybody's mad about. It's like, so wait a minute. All that happened was their GM got fired and A.J. Hinch got fired? Yeah, like, a couple like draft s- picks and $5 couple, million. Dollars. Yeah, yeah, like the money, like who cares, right? The mm-hmm. But the play, like Altuve gets to play, Correa gets to play, yeah. Bregman gets to play, and mm-hmm. and so I think that's where everybody. That, I think where, where this went wrong was Major League Baseball deciding like we got to get to a decision before spring training, and the only way to do that is to give the players immunity so they don't tell us what happened. And I think they could have investigated a little bit further, and maybe gotten the whole story anyway. No, I I agree with you. I mean, they had Mike Fires. I mean, they, they, you know, basically there were players from the Houston Astros willing to tell them the whole story. Right now, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to take one guy's word for it, but it would, you know, under threat of suspension. If you're, you know, to me, if you have to talk to the commissioner of any league and you want to lie to him, I would think that lying is probably going to get you in trouble by itself. Right. I mean, um, if you were confronted by, you know, 
by evidence and former teammates, I think you better come clean anyway. Um, but the biggest thing is that there was nothing, you know, I, I was reading the response to, you know, from the union who seems to play a role in this and that, um, you know, they're kind of like, well, you know, when we were informed, uh, it was already determined that the players were going to get immunity and that the punishment was going to be on the teams because they were informed in that memo to quit, to cease and desist, but they never really gave the players any guidance. And that's why we got rid of the GM and the manager and the ownership was fine. I mean, these players knew it was wrong, right? Without even, I mean, inherently we're born to knowing what is right and what is wrong. Um, so I mean, to absolve them simply because it wasn't in the collective bargaining agreement or something like that, or in some memo, I, I think is kind of a cop out on the players association part. And what's ironic is it's the players that are the most upset. Yeah. It's, it's their own union members that want these guys punished, you know? And so not that you can revisit this necessarily, but, um, yeah, it was, it was just, it was really just, you know, what do you do when you want justice? You want it, but you want it quickly. Well, you give everybody immunity, right? I mean, you basically say, hey, we just, you know, we want to get behind this. We want to know what happened, and then we're going to move on. And that seemed to be a much a much bigger goal of Manfred's. Um, and then since then, look, could the Houston Astros have had a worse press conference than the one oh that we saw gosh. them attempt? I don't know who's mm-hmm. running PR, period, for that organization. Everything that they've done, going all the way back from when their assistant GM like mouthed off in the locker room about you know, right. to some female reporter about, right. about bringing in a guy who had a domestic violence uh, mm-hmm. issues in the past. Uh, they, they've, they, they haven't done one thing right uh, no. this whole time. Here, the other thing, though, Rick, I will say this. Like people want, oh, they should take the, the, uh, the title away. I don't. I don't need the title taken away from me to to know that that was a tainted title. And could you make the argument? And I know the players want other players suspended. That we went out two base suspended. Don't you think they wear this for the rest of their careers, though? Don't you think this never goes? Well, oh, maybe away? all the way to the Hall of Fame. It's a stain. I don't think they're going to be able to erase unless they outplay it. I mean, Barry Bonds. I don't even know that they can outplay it. I don't even know if they can outplay it. Like no. I, no, I I think for what if okay I'll play I'll play devil's advocate okay. about that very yeah. thing same thing, so this year, okay while they're getting balls thrown behind them and at their heads and guys are getting tossed and every fan is booing them like crazy and they become baseball's biggest villain worse than the New York Yankees, they go out and they win 107 games in the World Series this year. Right. You don't think they can outplay it? I think they just I think they just said a big. Middle finger to everybody in in and outside of baseball if they do that, but that I don't might think be the ch- only way. Well, I don't, but I don't think it changes 2017 in any way. I think it almost no, makes but you angry. But, but I almost... think people, but people will look at it and say, "Yeah, I, you know, I don't know how much that sign stealing. And these guys are great. You know, yeah, they didn't do no. it this year. You know, you what make I'm a saying? point. Like, yeah, no, you make a point there. You make a point that I mean that that would be the argument that that if I'm the Astros, if I win the thing this year. That's what, yeah. would, that's what I would stress. Like, see, we really did. Scoreboard, yeah. But the, but the whole thing, it's but it goes back to the whole Barry Bonds argument, right, or the Roger Clemens argument. Like, why did you do it? Why did you do steroids then? If yeah. you were so good, why did you need to do well, that? Well, and I think, and this is the, and this is, <laughs> the human condition is an interesting science. I mean, you'd have to need a, a psychology degree to understand this. But isn't it ironic that um, the greatest players, the ones, you know, the Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, felt they needed to do it because they wanted to show how great they were because right. they resented that anybody else would cheat um to infringe on what they were which was it was sort of a hey watch this 
You right. know what I mean? Right. And the Astros probably were very capable of winning World Series without any help, in my opinion. Certainly it was easier if you know what's coming from the mound. But they still were of that mindset, and I can't explain it why, why some people who have all this talent and ability still feel they're looking for every edge, Tom. They're looking for every little thing. You think Tiger Woods or Tom Brady aren't looking under every rock, every, you know, mm-hmm. uh, skirting, you know, the edges of, of uh, and I'm not accusing, you know, either one of them. Right, of no, I know what you little mean, substances, yeah. But my point is, it seems to me sometimes the greater they are, the harder they scramble, you know, to, to, to dart in and out of the edges of, of legality, you know, just in general. I don't know why that is. I think the but, other thing that could help ask the Astros out, here and I'm I'm a little bit surprised that it hasn't happened, Rick. That they're the only ones, really. They're the only ones. Well, who Red Sox. We're waiting on the Red Sox. Well, I, but I mean, it's almost like the same. You know, Alex Cora went to both. It's the same places. people, but another team could have been infected by this. But but I because I think that's what sort of excuses the steroids people because when you There's talk so to people, mm-hmm. when you yeah when you when you talk to people and I and Mark Topkin. Uh, the baseball writer for the Rays, I've and he and I have had arguments about this. I think you and him have had arguments about how can you vote for Roger Clemens? How can you vote for Barry Bonds for the Hall of Fame? Because he votes for those guys for the Hall of Fames. Mm-hmm. And and part of, I think, his reasoning, and I don't want to put words in his house, but I, I think this has always been somewhat of his argument, is, well, you, I know we, what don't I see. All, we don't know who all was doing it back then. That's know? true. Yeah, that's true. Right. And so yeah. and if the Astros, if it ever comes out that actually there were like seven teams that were doing this, you know, <laughs> then it's like all of a sudden the Astros don't look as bad like, because you're like, yeah. oh, OK, well, everybody was doing it. Um, right. I don't think it's going to be like that, though. I don't think it's going to be quite like steroids. No, I, I don't, don't think so either. I'm surprised I think maybe I think it's going to be like there's going to be satellite. You know, like you said, a, a guy from Houston took it to Boston may have infected their team There's another World Series team. But, right. you know, and that's bad enough. Um, but I, but there's too much, unless it's just, you know, sort of don't look, look, look over here. I'm outraged, like fall outrage, but, but man, there seems to be some, some real passion from other players about this, you know, like, like they've crossed the line they've crossed, you know, but I mean, you know, we know guys, I mean, you know, look at the Rays. I mean, Charlie Morton knew it was wrong, knew he was benefiting from it. And Justin Verlander copied what Charlie said and said, you know, I wish I had done more. How do you feel about that comment, by the way? Uh, I, you know, Rick, I, I will say this, and I, and I do have some sympathy for a lot of guys in this situation. And I, and I know this sounds weird because I'm outraged too. I'm like, this is wrong. What you know? Sure. But Rick, you've been in, you've been a part of teams. I've been a part of mm-hmm. teams. Uh, not at that but, level, obviously. But, no, but but they become family. It becomes a family to become, and it beca- there there is a mob mentality that takes yep. over. It's like yep. you. And look, there are a lot of if you were to put the Astros in particular, but a lot of major league players under true serum somehow mm-hmm. or a lie detector test and say, OK, what do you really think about Mike Fires like mm-hmm. blowing a whistle here? And mm-hmm. I think more more players than not. This is just a guess. Yeah. More players than not would have said eh, he shouldn't have done that. Like even, on every even, team or just on his team? You think I people think on every team. Really? I think on every what nobody knew that Barry Bonds was doing steroids when he was doing it. No, like everybody he was the only knew he like he, was, you know, everybody. everybody knew he was, like his teammates didn't know. Everybody knew. Sure, they knew. And so, I, you know, my thing is that I think there's this culture in all sports, Rick, that you, you know, you you turn we're a the team. other way. We you think th- as a team. Yeah, we're a team. Think yeah. team. Yeah. And so I, I, I sort of like when guys like Charlie Morton. And uh, Justin Verlander, or you know, Bregman, Alex Bregman, I guess was a kid when he when this happened. Not, I mean, he wasn't a kid, yeah. but he's 
2017 story. They're all different points in their career. Right. Mm -hmm. It sounded like Carlos Beltran just ran that clubhouse and people were afraid. Look, Rick, you and I have been in in clubhouses and locker rooms where there's been a dominating personality. Oh, yeah. And it changes those clubhouses and it changes those locker rooms. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I I think it would have been really hard for a guy like Charlie Morton or Alex, even maybe Alex Bregman. I'm not making excuses. Don't get me wrong here. Like, this was wrong. And I would like to think that if I was in that situation – you would go to the manager or something. Well, and, and that's, AJ, that's, you got you got to yeah. stop this. Man. AJ, this we wrong. can't we can't be doing this. Like somebody's got to put a handle on this. And I think that that probably. But would that have gotten you? You know, again, it's a, like the few good men reference. I just, yeah. you prefer it be handled within the unit. <laughs> you know, right. like uh, I mean, but no one even did that uh, that we know of. I mean, but if AJ, who clearly was aware of it at some point, and even was like you know being spiteful to anybody that even dared dare suggest they were stealing signs. Um, you know, if you're not getting any response from your leadership, then what do you do? Right. right. Then, then, then AJ may say, Hey, you know, this Charlie Morton guy down here, he didn't, he's not, he's not on board with this. You, you know, you guys gotta, you know, I right. want to talk to him. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, you know, it isn't, people don't understand, but it's, an, it's a hard position to be in, to be playing for a team that's winning you don't agree with what they're doing. You're not doing it yourself, you know, but you know that it's wrong. And, and, and you know what? Maybe they didn't get any support from from management, you know? I mean, right. I don't, what, the only other thing it sounds like they could have done when they said, I wish you could have done more, and we don't know that any of them went to the owner or to the general manager, but the only other thing you do is you go outside the unit. You know, you go to Major League Baseball, and it took Mike Fires to go to another team before he did it, you know, and – but, you know, it, it's just this whole thing um, and, and getting back to my original point was I think baseball will survive this. Oh, yeah. Um, I think they should take a forward look at, you know, what other things that technology, you know, might provide in terms of opportunity to cross the line and stuff like that. But we've seen, you know, you've seen scandals in other sports, you know, World Cup soccer. I mean, the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm, sure. They're not any less popular. Right. I mean, you couldn't I mean, there there are there are places in this world where things are fixed, you know, tennis. Could you make example. an argument, Rick? That this is I, I just thought of this and it's probably not what Rob, Rob Manfred was signing up for. I mean, you can make an argument that this actually is, you know, like the old there's no there's no bad PR, you know, like. Right. There are people no, talking I, about baseball. How often do you see people talking about baseball this much? The beginning of spring. January, February. Yeah, it's pitchers and catchers hadn't even gotten there. And furthermore, like I said, I mean, it's a little like not fixed, hopefully, like the WW. But, I mean, you do need a villain. I mean, it's great to have a villain in baseball. It's great to have it in basketball. I'm watching the first two weeks of the Astros. Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah, you are. Now, okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, You're Rob Manfred. First game of the year, whoever they're playing. I think they're playing Oakland. I thought they were playing the Angels. I thought I, it was the A's, yeah, but, but I, yeah. But whoever. Okay, whoever. First guy, George Springer comes up to the plate, and the first ball, and I, let's say it doesn't his, hit him in the head. Hip. But behind, yeah. yeah, or say it hits him in a ribcage. Mm. Okay? And then the next guy comes up, and they hit him in a ribcage. What do you <laughs> – seriously, let's say like – Well, you, how you many the, do they hit? Well, <laughs> enough until that guy gets thrown out, and maybe the next guy hits somebody. Right. Okay, so what do you do with – with that pitcher, do you suspend? Uh, can you suspend him, or do you? Look oh the yeah, other you way? can. They're going to suspend guys. I mean, they they came out with this memo about bean balls, and then try to act as if it's unrelated to the Houston Astros. I mean, yeah, right. 
I mean, we all know what that is. And, and, and you know, the, the Astros will be screaming about it. Now, not only did they last, you know, they've been cheating knowing what pitches are coming. Now you can't, now they know that nothing can be thrown on the inside part of the plate, you know. So, I mean, it's like really an advantage for them. Um, I didn't even think of that, yeah. It, it's going to happen. Look, I, I, I don't care. I mean, guys, you know, you know, you wouldn't want Blake Snell in the first, you know, game of the first series against them to get run. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, at some point, you know, are you going to sacrifice your starting pitcher if he throws at, you know, if Springer's leading off and he throws behind I, I him? I think it would Altuve? be funny, like, the first guy they face it. Like, hey, the A's opening day starter is Joe Simpson. He exactly. guy was, was pitching rookie guy? ball last year. What's he? <laughs> he wasn't even supposed to make the club. He's not even That's on right. a 40-man roster. It's and Nick then, Lelouch. Yeah, it's like, hey, exactly. I, I wouldn't dig in. I don't know where it's going. Swear to God. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's your warning. Don't get yourself killed. Of course, as soon as, that, as soon as that came out, everybody had the, you know, the comments like, well, they, you know. So what if they throw at them? They know they're going to. They already know what's coming. So it's like then they'll they'll be able to get out of the way. But I mean, I imagine the major league baseball players will just be just be besides themselves, and they say, "Let me let me get this right." At the end of all this, the only people who are suspended <laughs> is us. Are like seven pitchers on other teams, right? Not, no, getting, no Astros. That's right. Just costing us money. We're getting fined and not able to pitch. Because they cheated and we threw at them. Yeah. I think too the, the the other punishment here in all this, Rick, and I, and I thought that Aaron Judge actually had said something that was pretty good. Is and and I brought this up to you. It's like how can you even enjoy having won that way? Uh, you know, when you go out there and you compete. It's because it's, they're know, arrogant as hell. I guess, but because it, they know, you know, again, because they know they're good. And and in their minds, ah, yeah, it was an advantage, but sh- sh- we would have won anyway. You know, I still yeah. hit that ball five hundred feet. And and they could make the argument too that this is, and I think they'll justify it. And I think some Astro people, particularly the fans who are, not, I don't know if you look at Twitter. I I know some Astro fans who are just they're losing their minds over all this, trying to make excuses for the Astros, but they're saying things like, you know, well, it's just a it's just a an updated version of picking up a guy tipping pitches or. Uh, uh, a guy stealing a sign from second base. Like, they don't see the difference. They don't, just because it's technology, well, you know, it's the, it's 2017, it's 2018, it's 2019. That's what right. you do with that technology. But um, but that's they're wrong. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see exactly how it all plays out for sure. I uh, wanted to, uh, to ask you real quickly, uh, uh, look, this, this Jameis Winston thing's not going to go away. Okay, it's going to be the biggest <laughs> off-season story for at least another oh, I don't know, three weeks. Um, Drew Brees is going back to the Saints. That makes Teddy Bridgewater available. Every time I turn on the TV or I listen to the radio, you know they run down the list of of these free agent quarterbacks. And of course, Tom Brady now is, I guess he's going to have a bunch of teams visit him. You know because he doesn't want to take the tour, so they got to come come to uh, New England or wherever he's going to be. Um, so that's that's the next big domino to fall, right? And so we'll see what happens after that. If you know, if if Brady's willing to leave or whatnot. But there's all this talk about these free agent quarterbacks. I heard one today, um, and this was uh, I'm trying to think. It was the the former Dolphins. It was Mike Tannebaum, former mm-hmm. Dolphins GM. You know, he was with the Jets before that. Right. Almost came to Tampa Bay. In fact, if, if Bill Parcells was going to come, but he didn't. Um, and so he <laughs> he had him on. That uh, morning show, Get Up, which is, by the way, has become a pretty good morning show. I like that show. I usually watch about 20 minutes. Remember how bad it got off to a terrible start, but then they changed. They put Laura Rutledge on there, and now everything's okay. 
Yeah, no, Laura it's, Rutledge it's, is the answer to everything, by the way. I guess so. No, it's good. Eddie, <laughs> yeah. put, a, put, put a former Ray sideline reporter on any show. and, and be <laughs> That's okay. true. You're if right, they started right. in Tampa, it's going to be exactly. successful. So uh, Mike Tannenbaum's on there. They said, well, Mike, you know, Mike, what do you, what do you think? You know, would you bring Jameis Winston? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay, this ought to be good. And I'm expecting, you know, hey, you know, 30 interceptions, 112 points scored off turnovers. I mean, five years he's had the most interceptions. I'm ready for it, right? Right, I mean, right, what, right. No. He digs out, I assume, from ESPN stats. You know, they got to do something up there in Bristol. He goes, yeah, no. And another thing, here's the thing. It's not just the interceptions and the turnovers. I'm thinking, wow, this ought to be good. Yeah. Do you know in the last two years – Jameis Winston, they they've led the league in delay of game. They no, they've been in the top five in delay of game penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Well, that's it. <laughs> it's over. Game over. Give me anybody. I, yeah, I don't know if you know this, Rick, but Tom Brady, the fewest delay of game penalties, <laughs> and, and that less that's than the difference, fewer than Joe Montana, which makes him the greatest <laughs> quarterback right. in the NFL history. Right. Well, this whole Super Bowl thing, we've gotten it all wrong. We've gotten it all wrong. <laughs> it's not about the titles. It's about the delay of game penalties. If you want to show me a good quarterback, show me one that doesn't get delay of game. I think maybe at this point I'm on Jameis's side. I've switched teams. and <laughs> Not that I was ever against him, but I mean... If you're listening to this and you're in the Winston camp, you're going, wait a minute. Did I just did he just say I got too many delay game? Last time I checked, the plays are coming in from the sideline, right? So, I mean, most of the time when there's a delay of game penalty, it's not because the quarterback doesn't know what he's doing. It's because one of his teammates or the coach didn't get in quick enough to know what he's doing. That's a, it is, that is officially the first time that I've ever heard delay a game used <laughs> to, to decide what, the worth of a quarterback. Yeah, clearly. Did uh, you know, also, too, I don't know if you do this, top 10 in untied shoelaces. In, in yeah, the, really. History. I know. Not it's enough really, eye black. I mean, where are we going? I mean, which, speaking of eyes, come oh, on yeah. now. Had the you're, a guy, you're a guy that can't see out of one of them. I so. can't see out of one of my eye. That's right. And you're blind in the other. So. I, and my interception and my delay of games went way up <laughs> after, my, after I lost Is my Is it possible he eye. can't see the play clock? Maybe that's been no, the problem. There you that, go. That's a long that's way away. Style, it's yeah. under the goalpost. So, you know, if you're starting on your own 25 and you're looking 75 yards, that explains it, Mike Tannenbaum. You know I think we fixed it. You know what's funny, though, Rick? I think, and I watch these shows, too. I watch, I, you know, uh, Get up, yep. and and NFL Live, and Trey Wing series around the horn. Yeah, all but that I stuff. digress. <clears throat> but and yeah, Stephen A. and all that. And th- I think the perception outside of Tampa Bay is they just look at that number: thirty interceptions. How can, and it is. It's a, it's a number, man. It's a big number. It's a big number that we've never mm-hmm. seen like this, anything like this before. But I and look, I think people around here. I think I p- people think that I don't like Jameis Winston. I mean, early on, I had some issues with his. <laughs> well, give field. me an idea. But I'm telling you, Rick, and I've, been, I've stuck with this all the way through. I think you bring him back because I, I know that, the yeah. 30 interceptions, they're horrible, and they got to come down. You got I mean, can you at least knock 10 off? Can you get it down to 20 for now? But, Rick, when I see well, the other – coaching should do that, right? I, I mean, I, You would hope, but I see those other numbers, Rick, like the 5,000 yards and the 30-some touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like, those well, you can make plays now. I don't yeah. know where else you get. Now, could you bring in – I was thinking about this the other night. Could you bring in Teddy Bridgewater and just make the playoffs? And my, with the team that they got now, my Maybe. answer is, I think so. Mm-hmm. Can you win a Super Bowl with Teddy Bridgewater? I don't think you can. Maybe not. Can now, 
and this is going to sound totally dumb. <laughs> this right. is going to make no sense. At all. Can you make the playoffs with Jameis? Well, not so far. <laughs> but can it's you win a Super? Years. Can you win a Super Bowl with him? Like, I think maybe. I think he gives me a better. The upside is so but, much but, higher than everybody else out and, there. And now, the, but the, the floor is the, is lower than anybody that's else the, too. Yes, that's exactly what you got here. You've got a guy with an enormous ceiling, but his his low is really low, right? And so, right. if you brought in a Bridgewater, then the ceiling is not high at all. But you know what you're getting every day, and and you know for. I guess you kind of look at where the franchise is at, right? They want to win Super Bowls, but it's been 12 years since they've been in the postseason. They haven't been to the playoffs in 12 years. When you haven't been there for 12 years, you just you're just trying to get back, right? You're just you're just trying to be relevant some way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I get like that. The, the Tennessee Titans may not win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. They had a hell of a lot of fun this year. Go ask the Titans fans if they would rather, you know slugged it around with Marcus Mariota and finished nine and seven or out of the playoffs or whatever, um, you know, versus going to the AFC championship game. No, I, I know. I get that. I totally get that. But I'm looking at this team and I look at, at, at if, and especially too, if I'm Bruce Arians, like I, he's not here for the long haul. And so I, I don't, I don't think he's going to settle for just, let's just be, let's just make let's the average. Yeah. Let's be great. And I think Jameis, Better than everybody. They could go either way. He gives them the best guy. chance to be great is what you gives saying. them the best chance to be great. Now, he also gives them the best chance to be, you know, seven and nine with another 30 interceptions. And I don't think those inter- – he's never going to be – let's get this clear. He's never going to be Aaron Rodgers like 26 touchdowns, two interceptions or whatever. Right. You know, or 30 – He'll. he's never going to be a guy who throws – all right, just a handful of interceptions. So, so let me ask you this question. So, if you're all in, all right, let's say you're going to bring Jameis back, okay, but you can't get a deal with him. Like he yeah. wants, he wants a lot of money. He wants, he wants guaranteed money for years and years, not just, you know, doesn't want to be franchised. I, I don't think he holds out, but you know, your your firewall is to franchise him, right? Yes. But I right. might lose Shaq Barrett if I do that. I understand that. But I need a quarterback. I gotta, okay. I gotta have a okay. quarterback. Okay, so so I'm gonna sacrifice the one guy that led the league in sacks that I pulled off the scrap heap that, you know, nobody wanted, and I, and I went 12 years before JPP had 10 sacks, and I'm gonna let that guy go. And now my defense now now JPP signs with another team, so now I have no defensive line. I've got I've got Vita Vea and a bunch of dudes. Now we got right? we got a draft we got a draft here coming up. Now maybe we do have a draft, I, I but we're picking fourteenth. We're yeah, picking fourteenth. Maybe I can find a guy. Maybe I can mm-hmm. find a guy there. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be hard. I just I think it's so much. So I've got the quarterback, but I don't have anything around him, and we're giving up thirty five points a game. But I, I I need to score thirty five in today's NFL anyway, and I can't do it with uh, I can't do it with an average quarterback. I gotta have a I gotta have. But you a might really not have to score thirty five if you got a top ten defense, right? Can, Possible, but I mean, look My, at the Super Bowl. San Francisco had an elite defense, and at some point, their quarterback got outplayed. You know, and that's why yeah. they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think it all comes down to quarterback play. And I just, I look around this league, and I and I now, if you, it would be an interesting to like Teddy Bridgewater is the perfect, like, well, who would you rather have? Would you rather have a guy who's not going to kill you? Look, it's going to come down to that. I'm just going to tell you, it's going to come down to do you pay? Who's by the way? If there's one other team that wants Bridgewater, he suddenly has leverage on you, and he's not going to play for free. Right. He's going to he's 26, six, seven years old. He's going to want a three or four year deal, and he's going to want to get paid. 
There's a so, mu- there's a bunch of musical chairs, and Carolina's going to have an open. Yeah, seat what here, happens to Cam happen- Newton? What's yeah. going to happen to the Chargers if Brady goes back to New England? What you know, like what happens to New England if if Tom Brady leaves? You know, right. I mean, yeah. there are teams out there who need a quarterback, right. and, and and I know this idea of like, well, bring in Bridgewater and then draft somebody, as if well, like I think they're going to draft somebody regardless, but I don't think it's going to be with the fourteenth pick. I think no, it's but even if it was the fourteenth pick, like how do we know about any of these guys? That's the thing. Like you are literally. There, there aren't many guys that come in the league right away. I mean, the, the Bears are still trying to figure out Mitch Trubisky, like how did, what happened. They're like, they're giving up already on this guy. He's in his, you know, he was the number two pick. Yeah, but I mean, you know, there is, there is, there are those teams yeah, and the Deshaun outliers Watson that can and, find Russell Wilson in the third round. Right. And you know what Lamar I mean? Jackson go find, your, go late, find yeah. your quarterback in the second round. Yeah, right. Lamar Jackson if, was the MVP my thing of the league. Is, he was 32nd pick. If your plan is, oh, we're just going to draft somebody, like, well, you better. No, I think their plan is to draft somebody, I, I, and that is because the the position needs to be addressed. I mean, Ryan Griffin is 30 years old. He's thrown four passes in his life in the NFL. So right. you've got to address the position with or without Jameis. I mean, if Jameis comes back, I'm almost certain it's going to be a one-year deal. I think it's going to be a franchise tag. I don't, I don't have any illusions that they're going to reach a long-term agreement with this guy. Or and I'm not even sure they want to. They can franchise him twice. If he goes out there and lights it up, okay. You know what I mean? Like right. And we can't reach a deal, we'll franchise him again, you know. But I mean that would be that would be fine. But I, I just don't think that, you know, they're not gonna, you know, ignore the quarterback position. I think, you know, and again, you can't if you take a guy in the second or third round, you're not saying he's playing as a rookie, right? You mean you hope he evolves to a starter, but if at best maybe he's a capable backup in a year or two. Um but, I just look at Jameis right now, and I, we talked about the potential to be great. Like the reason that we're hesitating on him isn't because we that he's never been great. It's just that he, sometimes he's really, really bad. You take a look at Marcus Mariota. Like if I'm Tennessee, I'm not interested in Marcus Mariota anymore. It's not because he's never. It's not because he's been like. Just well, they super brought awful. in a guy because they didn't have enough confidence that he would win. But he's like there. He's never had moments where you're like, "Wow, that guy's a has a chance Playmaker. to be a spectacular quarterback." Other than like, the first game he played against, Jameis. right? Exactly. <laughs> but there have never been like there have been plenty of moments where you look at Jameis and go, "That guy is." Oh, he's special. He he's can throw special. the ball down the field. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's you know, it, it's at at the cost of holding the ball, mm-hmm. at the cost of fumbles, at the cost of interceptions. You know what I mean? Right. Getting his team in a hole. And it's five years. I mean, you know, do it's we? It's five think years, that, and it's every year, and it's and it. See, it's so not getting, I'll tell you, it's five years, and they'll tell you it's one year under Bruce Arians. Right. See what I mean? Like that, you can make this, you can slide this any way you want to. You can cut it up any way you want to. At some point, he's either got to win games or be the reason that they win games, or at least the reason they don't lose games, right? Mm-hmm. Or you've got to get a new quarterback. And if he goes someplace else, like Doug Williams, who played three or four games that year and wins a Super Bowl MVP, so be it. He wasn't going to do it here. I mean, this is what the Bucks have to decide. Is he going to win a Super Bowl with us, with this team, right? Right. And that's what the Glazers are going to have to be convinced of if they move away from them. The Glazers are going to – they think like you. They want to win it all. Right. Right? And they got five years with this guy, and they like him. They like him. They want him so badly to be successful. I think it and, gives him a, such a good chance to do that. I think Rick, he's, he's an he's an elite talent. Uh, he's he's a tough guy. Like he's tough. Like plays he through all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he doesn't miss, miss doesn't much miss games Rangers. unless you knock him out. Yeah, right. I mean, in every way, he reminds me. In every way, he reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger. He really he's got does. a lot of his traits. 
you know, and unfortunately early in his career off the field, very simple, yes, you know, yes. Um, but this, and, and this, maybe that's changing as it did with Ben as it. Yeah, exactly. As he's getting older and, and more mature and, and, mm-hmm. you know, gets married and has kids and it's, uh, and, and look, Ben Roethlisberger has never, like you watch him, you know, obviously he was hurt last year, but he still had a lot of games where he still he turns went, it over. Yeah. yeah. Two, turned it over three or four times in a game. And you're like, what are you doing? But yeah. he went to three Super Bowls, you know, and he right. went to, and he won, he won two, two of, of them. And one, and one yeah. of them he won. He, he won one of them. Yes. You know, so I think, I think Jameis has that. I just, if you're asking me, him or Philip Rivers, there's, I'm taking Jameis. Well, I'm not going to start over with Philip Rivers. I think your choices, and I swear to you, your choices are going to, and I don't know where Philip Rivers is. He, he could already have a deal with Indianapolis, but I think your choices yeah. are going to be Rivers, Bridgewater. Maybe you trade for an Andy Dalton, right? If somehow Brady were to go to the Raiders, maybe Derek Carr, but it's going to cost you two number ones, mm-hmm. right? That's it. I'm done. Like that. Yeah. Like that's your field or your guy. And if you stacked all that up together, I think you're going to keep your guy unless Absolutely. you go, unless you're convinced and you just you you know because we're not in those rooms, right? Unless you say I've exhausted everything I know to do with Jameis Winston. I I cannot, you know. There is no no evidence that he is going to come in here and stop turning the ball over. Right. So let's get us somebody who we know we can win with. I really believe in name the player, Philip Rivers, Bridgewater, whatever, um, and we will keep this defense together. We will keep it together because we won't be spending this kind of money or making this on a long-term commitment, and we will we will get to the playoffs, and I'll take my chances. And I think, and, and you know what? I think that's what they're going to do. I mean, if you put, you know, if you had to bet my mortgage on it, I'd say, you know, well, they're going to make their quarterback better as opposed to, you know, I went through the, <laughs> I went through this with my house. We, we looked everywhere <laughs> for new homes because my wife wanted a bigger closet, you know, true story. <laughs> and I was like, well, before I spend a million dollars on a bigger closet, how about we renovate the one we have? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. And now I almost wish I had to build a new one because it's a pain in the ass living here while all this re- all this renovation is going on. Um, but that's what it comes down to. It's like, well, can we make what we have better, or do we have to go and start all over again? You know. What so, I like about making it better and with Jameis Winston is that he's he and I don't I'm not in those rooms, Rick, but he seems like he has the desire to be better. He's not a. He does. It's not like I'm doing this my way. Everybody leave no, me no. alone. Like, he's a people pleaser. He will try to do what you want him to do. That's he's not coachable. Always... It seems like, and he's so well, well liked by his teammates, as far as I know. Like there's there's no issue with like problems yeah, but, in the locker room. But you know, I will say that after a while, if you stand up there in meetings and say the ball's the most important thing, guys, we can't turn it over, and then one guy keeps turning it over, <laughs> believe me, there are people in that room that aren't so down with it anymore. Right. They're tired yeah. of losing, and they and some of them will buy into the fact that that you know what it's his fault. You know, Cameron Brake drops a ball on fourth down, they lose the game. Kicker misses a field goal, they lose the game. But, yeah, but what about all those interceptions in between? Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it starts to get that way. And, after, and it's, you know, the, we know the fan base is split. My God, read my Twitter feed. <laughs> I mean, they're right down the middle, you know. So, I don't know, Tommy. It's going to be interesting, man. But, I think uh, you've got to keep him. Got to keep him. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just I like him better than I like Teddy Bridgewater at this point. We'll know. Uh, we'll know soon. When I think it's March sixth, they have to put the franchise tag on him, on him or Shaq Barrett, or a transition tag. And then after that, I think thirteen through sixteen is the legal tampering period. If he makes it to free agency, he might go someplace else. So. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, let me ask you real quick about football. And I, uh, I heard you talking on the radio about this the other day a little bit. Have you watched much of this XFL? Stuff? I have. More, yeah, than I, more than I care to watch again. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have watched hardly any of it. And they got some good rules. I like the rules. I think the NFL, it's useful for them because they should, I, I, right now, adopt a kickoff rule, which is phenomenal. I do like the kickoff decision. rule. Yeah. It, puts, it puts it back in the game, and it eliminates the concern for concussions. Um, but I will say that there's not enough quarterbacks right now that can play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's certainly not enough. Have you seen not, the names? You're not Matt McGloin? You're not a Matt McGloin Matt guy? Matt McGloin. How about – I mean, I love Josh Johnson. He played for like eight NFL teams. He you know, he started. had very few very few delayed game penalties when he was quarterback. Apparently, that. that's why he's still playing. And then how about not just one USF quarterback who can't get on the field, right? Yeah. Uh, but the, the previous USF quarterback is starting in this league. I mean – I don't remember like a, a litany of NF, USF quarterbacks, you know, just missing the NFL. But I mean, if they're starting, um, you know, it's uh, you know, it, it's not a great league for quarterbacks. Let's I can't, I, and I got a Cardell Jones. No, Card- yeah, I can't watch it. I, I and it's not that I don't. It's not it's that bad I'm ball, wanting, right? Well, it's, bad it's ball? not that I'm like I'm being snobby, like oh, it's not NFL. So no, no, I'm no. Gonna watch it, it. I mean, what's the product? Is it good or bad ball? I mean, you're a football fan. Is it? I mean, what but what I, don't you like about it? Well, here's what I don't like about it. It's just more football. I only have so much bandwidth, you know, to watch <laughs> football. <laughs> they do demand a lot. Yes. And when the Super Bowl is over, it's like I don't want to yeah. watch another football game for like six months. I feel that way about every sport because as soon as the Super Bowl is over, you know what my I'm attention turns to? Yeah, Hockey playoffs. Next, yeah, you know? absolutely. It's the yeah. opening day, the Masters. It's March a lot Madness. To invest. Yep. And as soon as the Final Four is over, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm done with college basketball. What's not, you know, I want yeah. seasons. I want different leagues. I don't want more of the same league. So when the Super Bowl was over, I was yeah. like, I love football. You know what my favorite thing in the world is in sports? My favorite thing in all of sports is the Stanley Cup playoffs. I love the Stanley Cup playoffs. And as soon as the last game of the Stanley Cup finals is played, I don't want to watch another hockey game for like four months. <laughs> I'm done, you know? I love steak, but as soon as I have a steak and gorge myself with steak, you don't steak, want any more meat. More meat. I don't want to. Yeah, don't. You look, don't, don't go to. You don't go to these restaurants where they just keep bringing the meat. Like I went just, to a Brazilian like, steakhouse one yes, time in my yes. life. I went one time. <laughs> that's got to be off. That's got to be an awful experience. I mean, at first, it's got to be like. And if a Brazilian steakhouse wants to sponsor this podcast, please. I'm sorry. You're, I love Brazilian well, steakhouse. I love one Brazilian time I went. steakhouses. But I'm just saying, like after a while, it's like, please, I'm sweating. I can't have any more meat. They had that. You know, it's they just had all they, meat. They give you that disc, that like that ho- air hockey puck <laughs> that you turn over. It, and if it's red, that means don't bring me any more food. If it's green, that means bring me more. I forgot to turn mine over, and they brought me more meat. I didn't want to waste it because I'm like, what you know, is this? Are we? Is this? Is this Rome? Are we gonna? We're gonna have troughs where we throw up in after a while? Like, <laughs> well, they put that green more so meat. Put, I, I ate more meat, I, and I did for the first time in my life. I had meat sweats. I went back, and I, it was one of those things I literally, if I had to put, it's like, oh, it's just a, just a morsel, sir, you know, and you, and I took one more bite. I felt like I was going to throw up all over. I said, I don't need any more meat. Like, as soon as I got done eating that meal, it was great. 
I didn't want steak for a while. You were hungry 72 hours later, though, I bet. Weren't you? I, but not for yeah. steak. Like, I'm like, yeah, all right, like, now I'll eat chicken for a fish? week. Yeah, or right. How about some fish? Yeah. yeah. So that's the way I am with this XFL. It's not that I... It's not that I'm like so snobbish, like oh, I'm not. But that's a personal thing because some people do love football to I the guess, point where they can watch it all the it. time. I suppose, yeah. but to me, it's bad ball. The only league that's ever had a chance in the spring was the USFL, and the reason was they competed with the NFL for players. They had Herschel yeah. Walker, they had Steve Young, they had Jim, Joe Cribb, Jim Kelly had played in that Jim league. Jim Kelly, they had yeah. Doug Williams. They had, in other words, they were you know there were stars. If this back in the old, get, old days, you and I are old enough to remember the World Football League, the, the WFL. Remember way back in the 70s? Right. Guys Larry, like Larry Zonka, Zonka and those Shula guys. Yeah. And those guys yeah, or uh, Kick and uh, Mercury or whatever. Howard, Howard Schnellenberger was Howard coach. Schnellenberger with the pipe. Um, but, yeah, you, but you need stars, and this league doesn't have them. And without stars, I, I'm, you know, it's like watching off-Broadway. I mean, Hamilton's a good play. It's right. really good on Broadway. <laughs> okay? It's pretty good at, It's pretty good over here in Tampa, too. But it's really – you know, like when Denzel Washington does fences. Yeah. All right? I'm all in because it's Denzel Washington. The right. play's good. I'll watch the play here. But in, and Broadway with Denzel is special. You know what right. I mean? And it's not this, and competitive doesn't mean good necessarily. No, like I, I can no. go to the, down the local park and watch there's guys playing leagues that are competitive. Right, I'll watch. There's guys playing pickup basketball and they'll play. Oh you know, yeah, and but it's I don't want to sit there and watch it all day because I don't know. I don't know I don't these know guys. Them. Are, they're not they're not the best in the world, right? Just the because the, the score is seven, you know, seven to six. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you know what they need? Get Tim Tebow to come out of the yeah. batting cages with the Mets. You know, give give me Johnny Manziel, please. Yeah. Get them hit tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, you got to have something to sell me, right? right? I want my brands, right. you know? Exactly. It's, it's kind of like going down the generic aisle and getting generic cornflakes cereal. Like, yeah, it's cornflakes, but not really, you know. Right, yeah. So we'll see. Hey, what you got going on at uh, Pointer.org in the uh, the newsletter there? Well, like, we're, we're back. Ta- we're- yeah, we're taping this on Wednesday, so we got the big debate tonight with Michael Bloomberg's going to be in there for the first, first time. one. Yeah, first yeah. one. We'll see. He's I now we'll hear this. People will hear this podcast after that, but we'll see if they go after the other candidates. Will go after Bloomberg because you know they haven't had a haven't they had have a chance. They have to right because he's because right now you can buy the presidency. Oh yeah, and and he is, and yes. uh, and and I so I think that. I think you're gonna you you will have seen on on Wednesday night the other candidates going after him. So we got that going on. Um, that that's the that's the big thing for now. Um, yeah, always busy. Pointer, p o y n t e r dot o r g is where you can find the newsletter. And uh, yeah, lots uh, lots going on politics wise. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be an active summer. Make sure you know, you're reading time. Uh, just real quick, a, a mm-hmm. lot of these newspapers are now not endorsing candidates. Or, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Times decided to hold off their endorsement for a couple of weeks. It's been a weird endorsement season. The New York Times endorsed two people. Like, what is this, Chicago? You can vote <laughs> twice? Like, what are you doing? Same thing, a paper Las Vegas endorsed like right. seven people. It's like, it's oh, everybody I, was, but I was trying to decide between these two people, and you picked my two people, and now I can't decide. No, what am I supposed yeah. to do? So. Right. No, I, I, it's been a, it's a silly season. It's because, the, and not to get too political, it's that they haven't found somebody they can't, that exactly. they're really happy with. Well, as it's, a, as it, it's, it's weird. It's, uh, it's for the first time, and I guess it's probably this way every year, but more so for the Democrats this year, is, is it's, it's less about policy and more about, like, how can we beat the other guy? You know, yeah. it, it truly is. Just, Who can win? Yeah. yeah, who can win? 
Yeah, and yeah. and it's not about well, we need to change this policy, we need to do that. No, it's right. like how do we beat that guy? You know, so right. And a split within the party as to sure. how how left you want to go, how right. how progressive, all those things. Again, Tom Jones, check him out. Pointer dot org, p o y n t e r dot org. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Rick. All right, the Tampa Bay Lightning, of course, will be in Las Vegas to try to continue their winning streak. And uh, tomorrow on the podcast, we'll talk to Neil Solons, the Rays pre- and post-game host. Spring training, of course, is underway down in Port Charlotte. Hey, folks, if you haven't been to Tampa Bay Downs, I know you've heard of it. What's, what's holding you back? You've got to get out there. Uh, they offer more than just, uh, of course, thoroughbred racing, which you can have uh, every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But there's also uh, action in the Silks Poker Room. You can work on your golf swing at the Downs Practice Facility. So there's something for everyone at Tampa Bay Downs. You can give them a call at 813-855-4401 and check out their website at tampabaydowns.com for more information and their 2020 promotions. And make plans to live it up at the Downs. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.